Listening to Battle Red Radio tonight. I'm joined by the flannel to my lumberjack, my good friend Taylor. How are you doing tonight, man? Doing all right. Now that I'm eating some pancakes and pouring some syrup on it, like a lumber old jack I am. I don't think lumberjacks eat pancakes. Okay, if they don't eat pancakes, then why are they the mascot of pancakes? What do you know? Yeah, of course they are. It's always lumberjack pancakes. I thought it was, I thought it was Aunt Jemima. I thought she was the pancake person. Aunt Jemima is the syrup that goes on top of my cakes. I don't know at all. I don't know the pan the well the the pancake you know producer in the world now is these like bear cakes. They're like grizzly cakes and protein in them and stuff. That's what you see everywhere nowadays. Yeah, I've never I seen lumber. I know lumberjack is paper towels. No, that's brawny. Yeah, yeah, that's paper towels. Oh, it's positive there's a lumberjack. On. I know what your size Cody Cakes, I think. You need to have, I think there's a lumberjack on one of the boxes. No, no, no. That's paper towels. My favorite thing is uh, there's this giant roll of paper towels. It's like, has four whole paper towels in one roll. And it's enormous. And it reminded me that, remember they sold that Dr. Pepper 10 and they advertised it not for women? That's how I feel like about these paper towels, you know. I remember that. That Dr. Pepper for men had one commercial, and then I never saw it again. Yeah, it's, it's the funniest thing ever. That's what I think in my head every time I buy this giant roll of paper towels. Because it's just for, like, a man living by himself, you know. It's like, I need one roll for two months. This rocks. And it costs $6, you know. That's that's good. I'm, I'm glad that you're worried about your paper towels right now when we have playoff football to get into. Well, I want to add, and then you get married, and then you go to Costco, <laughs> and then you buy 30 paper towels for $23, and the paper towels last, like, you know, one month, and you're buying, you're spending all your income buying paper towels, you know? Yeah, that's why uh, you become obnoxious, and when the wife sent me to the grocery store, I came home with a, I think it was like a 48-pack of toilet paper. And like a 30 pack of the paper towels. And she yelled at me because apparently they were the, not the brand. They were the store brand. So who cares? Okay. Yeah, who cares? Well, it's toilet paper. So I don't know. As long as you don't buy that Scott brand, you know. <laughs> no, I'm not putting sandpaper on my tush. Yeah, that just like, it cuts the whole thing up. The whole <laughs> hole is cut up. I don't want to hear this now. I'm done. It's like daggers, you know. No daggers. Only gentleness. Yeah. I want little angel kisses, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what always occurs to me every day. Um, but so we got two shows tonight. We're going to go, we have the coach carousel. You like, I like quarterback carousel. What do you call the head coach? Uh, wait, so you don't like the head coach carousel? No, I like the quarterback carousel. Would you rather the head coaching roller coaster? The coach, the coaching coaster? The coach Could coaster? I was going to think maybe like musical chairs because it's like. Hold on, Matt. The roller coacher. There we go. You got it. All right. So we got the roller coacher. 
for a, a short little show tonight. This is a request from your father wanting head coaching cans for your Dallas Cowboys after their first round, first round playoff loss. Um, like, was kind of expected, but uh, losing the dumbest way possible. And then we'll preview the divisional round of the NFL playoffs where I'm just going with the exact things I've been thinking this entire year. And uh, we'll see if I'm right or wrong. I'm not like, I like, there's things I'm looking at, I'm like, this would be the right decision to make. But it's like, I've been thinking this way and feeling this way all season. So I'm not going to go against my heart and my soul this weekend. And I think there's two games in particular for me as well, where I just think we are going to be definitely picking different because this really does come down to what we believe by both of these teams. We won't get to them yet, but this is what we've always said throughout the entire season. Because I'm going to stick by my word here. All right. That's what we call in the biz a teaser. Yeah. And then we hit the commercial break, and then we're selling, you know, I don't know, used cars, um, Little Caesars, um, Credit Human, you know. And then, hey, we're back again. So we got, right now, we have seven open head coaching jobs. We have Vegas, Denver, Jacksonville, Chicago, Minnesota, New York Giants, the Houston Texans. We have eight playoff teams right now. I don't I don't think there'd be a world where any of these current playoff head coaches would be fired. Um, so I think we're safe to say there's gonna be eight. With your Dallas Cowboys, is it within the realm of possibilities that the Dallas Cowboys could fire Mike McCartney? Is it Mike McCartney, Mike McCartney or Mike McCarthy? It's Paul McCartney. I'm like, Paul McCartney, man. Is that what you're thinking Well, no, right the now? problem is that I have this UK VPN on my computer so I can watch the coach's <laughs> film. And so, like, everything's British, you know. All right. So, to answer your question about Paul McCartney, I... Who's, your, who's your favorite Beatle? Probably Rango. Mine's George Harrison. <laughs> That's good. John Lennon's the worst one. I hate John Lennon. Yeah, but that's because his wife ruined everything. Well, no, it's because he sings about you know loving everything and changing the world, and he beats up his wife, you know? Yeah, I mean... Not the Asian okay. one, but the one before the Asian one. Okay, now you're talking about the Asian one. Okay, never mind. No, nah, he didn't beat up Yoko. He beat up the one before. <laughs> it was like, it's all about love, you know, however they say it in that screwed-up part of the world. All right, Matt. I hate my team. After last week, I'm pretty much heartbroken here, where I knew exactly what was going to happen once it ended up being 13-0. I immediately texted, we're, we're done. And it's because it was exactly like the Arizona Cardinal game, where you just expected them to be able to come back. Mike McCarthy is just, he's another Jason Garrett, plain and simple. You just can tell that the guys don't listen to him, the guys don't pay attention to him. And the fact is, even with the game, ending how it did without any type of the refs controversy. Cause I think all that crap is stupid that even somebody would it's remote. A, it's a lack of accountability. Well, yeah. And the fact that you would even blame something like that, where you're still hoping for a freaking miracle pass with one second left. It's like, shut the hell up already. What, what bothers me is the fact that I don't know what Mike McCarthy does. And because of that aspect, I don't think Jerry is going to get rid of him. Because Jerry's not going to give anybody control. We've talked about this before. Jerry has to be the one to make the choices. And with McCarthy, he's going to be able to do it all. The problem is, if I have McCarthy and Kellen Moore on my team next year, I'm stuck. I'm mm -hmm. just going to be doing the exact same thing. 
I still see Dallas being able to make the playoffs, but you could never convince me they're going to be able to win a first round. Yeah, and you're going to be in the wild card because you can't win that division back-to-back years, you know. Well, even if I win the division, I'm not going to be the top seed. Well, you're going to be going on the road, you know. No, I'm not going to say that because I you know you can't win trying. that division back-to-back years. Listen, I'm not, I'm not hearing you right now because until you give me a team that's going to be able to beat them next year, I don't want to listen to it. Well, All the right? Giants or Deshaun no, Watson, Washington's going to get better quarterback, oh. and the Eagles are pretty good this year. Okay, I don't fear the Eagles. The Deshaun Watson thing is not happening in New York, and Washington. You got to give me a quarterback for me to believe that. Um, Dwayne Haskins, how about that? Wasn't he doing something the other day that somebody yelled at him for? Of course. <laughs> I think I read a report on Dwayne Haskins saying that he was looking at his phone or something after a coach told him to do something. He goes, yeah, yeah, I got it. And then he was just still looking down his phone, and they just looked at him like, what the hell is wrong with you? And Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph, excited prospect of starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> I definitely feel I can be a starter in this league. Oh my! Ex-Buck guy Dwayne Haskins has caught the eye of the Steelers. Matt, the Ste- Steelers are... Steelers, Dwayne Haskins on being starting quarterback. I got drafted for that reason. When I'm trying to real, like understand here, do the Steelers not understand what a good quarterback is? Or is I feel like this is now going to be their kryptonite here because what they have even... the re, Why is Mason Rudolph even on the team? I don't know. If if Mason Rudolph is a star next year, just give up. You know? Well, like exactly. What are you even doing at that point where now because Big Ben put your broke ass team into the playoffs, you're now not gonna have any type of top seed. I doubt Steelers want to trade anything. So who the hell are you gonna get? Dwayne Haskins. No, he's so bad. He can't he has no accuracy at all. You know what I mean? But they're already talking themselves into it in Pittsburgh, you know. Because they're, hey. I mean, it's better than Mason Rudolph. You could always hope that Jameis goes there. Oh, I want Jameis there. Either New Orleans or Pittsburgh for Jameis. Well, New Orleans, he should stick around. But, you know, because you just signed the Tim Tebow 2 point, or I'm sorry, point five, then you're not going to be able to do it. I don't see how you can sign Jameis to a contract after you pay Taysom Hill. That much. I mean, they would give him like probably one year, like fifteen million. You think he would take that, or if Pittsburgh offered him some money? And Pittsburgh is like, here's four years, ninety. He'd say, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but it's like, I'd probably give him four years after watching him this past season. I'd probably give him like four years, seventy five, eighty mil. I give him everything I have. I love doing um, this. This the the Saints would have been the team you did not want to play this postseason if Jameis didn't get hurt. Man, I didn't want to play any team in the postseason because no matter what, I would have lost. Oh, so you want you want the BCS where they just all vote and they all vote for the Cowboys and you win the Super Bowl and you have a parade and everything? That would happen because I know Jerry would somehow get on the committee to be able to vote. Yeah. All of a sudden, like everybody on the committee has yachts as soon as the season's over. Um, well, so Dallas, like if they were to fire Mike McCarthy... I think my favorite head coaching idea would either be to keep Dan Quinn there, just make him the head coach, find somebody else internally. You know, you can always kind of find DC. Um, but the the guy I really like those Eric Bieniemy in Dallas because he can run a spread offense. Um, he's really good using like four or five wide receiver sets. 
he can do it without having like a great offensive line, which the Dallas Cowboys don't have anymore. They especially need to get rid of Kyron Williams. He weighs 250 pounds. He can't play offensive guard. They keep trying to have him do that. And he's good, like, even, you know, really kind of find like a good run pass balance and let the passing game opening up the run game. And I think he'd be, you know, really good at like unlocking a lot of the skill talent that the Cowboys have where it doesn't make sense where you have games where Amari Cooper disappears like he does in the second half of that Niners game. Um, CeeDee Lamb, I think, had one catch the entirety of that game. Like, with Eric Bieniemy as your head coach, I don't foresee those sort of things occurring. Well, no, I actually would really enjoy that very much. The problem is, man, I don't think I'm willing to give away Dan Quinn. And that's where I'm having a hard time of being able to deal with. From what I saw, what my defense was to what it became, it's really hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take Eric Benemy, but obviously I'm going to get rid of everybody, and that includes Dan Quinn. How do I get rid of everybody and keep Dan Quinn? That is really what I'm trying to get. And I think the only way is to be able to promote him because there's no way in hell somebody is not going to hire him. You don't take the worst defense and make it one of the best and nobody gives a damn and nobody hires you. Yeah. I, just, I just see that somebody is going to give him something, which, dude, if I lose Dan Quinn and I just have Mike McCarthy and, I can, <laughs> and then I just have a, a no-name defensive coordinator, man, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, I mean, they could get, like, Vic Fangio, you know what I mean? They can get a former head coach again to be the D.C. and Pam pretty good money. Uh, I definitely would like Dan Quinn to stick around. Yeah. I think that's probably going to be my best bet for my defense to continue being dominant. And so, being- you, so you want fire McCartney, hire, promote Dan Quinn, find a new D.C.? Yes. See, I want I want the enemy... And then I would try to like do everything I can to keep Quinn in. But like, how much money do you need, Dan? And I'm you sure. Got- and like, I guess the only concern is like you. The Dallas is kind of weird with that too, where they like force Kellen Moore upon McCartney also. Whenever he, I don't know, I'm gonna call McCartney the rest of the time too. Um, you kind of like force him to stay there. You kind of would do the same thing with Quinn in that regard. But like, Quinn was really good last year, and it's not yeah. and like it's like he deserves to stay around if he can't get a head coaching job. And uh, we'll go through some of these head coaching spots too, and see you know what what may be a good fit for him. But I mean, that's that's the route I would take. I couldn't. I don't know how you can keep McCartney you know, after this year, like after all the problems he had in Green Bay, the fact that he lied during the interview process and said I watched every game from the last two years this past year off. He didn't do that. He was just eating chips and hanging out and go watching Pro Football Focus numbers, and then have the last two seasons the way they've been. Like Dallas wasn't good before Dak blew out his leg last year. And then this year they, you know, really underperformed at times offensively and fell apart in the postseason. Um, like you mentioned, falling down early and everything else. And so I just can't imagine a world where like you would keep him here again, especially if you're like a if you're like seventy five years old like Jerry is. Yeah, and the problem though is is Matt, you're asking Jerry to now admit that he was wrong because you got to think about what he did to keep Paul McCartney. He had a lock Paul in his house where they had to stay up late all night. You and I were laughing about it because it was like, what type of sleepover do you think they're yeah. having over there? It's and like some from True this, Detective where he has everything videotaped and was using for blackmail, you know? It's like, you have to be that coach now. I have this, have you doing this, you know? Exactly. And what you even said earlier there is that he told Jerry, because Jerry said it in the interview after, 
was that he watched Dallas Cowboys for the past two years and studied every single play that they were doing. And then when he gets hired for the job, he does an interview with the media and the media asks him about it. He goes, oh, no, I didn't do that. Okay. Yeah, he lied so, to him. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, there's already one big problem right there where it just shows, and I, we even mentioned it, where he said that, oh, I've been studying NFL, how all the changes have happened, this, this, and this. He hasn't done anything. He, he was getting massages with Deshaun, and he was just hanging out. They, he just wasn't doing a damn thing. And even this season, with the decision of the running in the last second of the play, the fact that he didn't come – I mean, Dak should have slid sooner than that, but I think it was the right play. Dude, you're a moron. You're an absolute moron. And the fact that you are doubling down on it just makes me depressed to know that nothing is going to get better. And I think he's already had two meetings with Jerry – meaning Jerry's going to stick with him. I think he just knows how to like smooch Jerry so well or something. He just knows what Jerry's tickle spots are to get him, oh, I believe in this man. So whenever like somebody comes in to give Jerry a massage or give Jerry a kiss, he like tells him how, for, how he likes to be massaged and kissed? No, he doesn't tell anybody. He no, no, to- no, but what I mean is like he knows it so well. Now whenever yeah. somebody else comes in, he's like, yeah, this is how it's done. This is how Jerry likes it. Yeah, and yet nobody knows what he does because secretly you can't see where his hands are. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I think they're going to keep him. I mean, it seems they like they're are. going to. It's crazy. Um, but personally, okay. that's what I would do if I was the if I was running the Dallas Cowboys. Two years, most penalties in the league. Makes sense. Makes sense. Let's keep that coach. I'm sure that he's doing a great job. That can't be discipline. That can't be anything. That's many, just got to. How many penalty yards do they have in that game last week? I feel like it was like 130. They had 14. 114? No, they had 14 penalties for 100. I think it was 130. Yeah, so I was going to check real fast. Yeah. Because that was, oh, yeah. I mean, it was egregious. And they weren't like, it, oh, they had 80, 14 for 89 yards. Well, it just didn't make any sense, some of the penalties that were going on, because it was also even on the defensive side, it was needed for big stops where it's like third and five, and all of a sudden you have a guy jumping off sides. Yeah. It's like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, these weren't like ticky-tacky calls. These were, these were penalties. These were dumb mistakes that they were making. Well, even at the end of the game, I think it was Gregory who, who had the hands to the face. That, at was, the end of the that game. was Gallimore. Yeah, so... Like, he was choking him. And it was absolutely ridiculous because there was no need for it, and it still would have ended up in the same result. Yeah, he was four yards from the quarterback, choking him. I just... I don't get it. And that's what I mean by it's discipline. There's just no repercussions. Because the coach is going to do anything because he's not, and then Jerry is just Jerry putting salt on a hamburger. Yeah, I mean, the thing with... Dallas is that Jerry like has to have control of everything. And so he hires all these like these beta males, you know, who he can boss around and do whatever he tells them to. And so now they're in the spot where they have these weak willed coaches who can't get by to like control the locker room at all and have them like be like sharp and run a real football team. And it's been like this since like what, oh five was when they hired Garrett? Oh six? Oh seven? I don't know, man. I it's tried been, to it's like sixteen years. I try to lose that decade in my head, but, God. you know, it still sticks around. 
And it's never going to change either. It's just going to keep being like this. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing, is the fact of how is it that you can change coaches? And the fact is you're going into the playoff game, and it's exactly the same things that keep happening. Okay, it's so not- it was. I always forget that Wade Phillips was the head coach. Remember Wade, and they were playing uh, dominoes in the locker room? So Garrett took over in 2010, and then Wade came after Parcells, and they lost two games in the they lost two divisional round playoff losses in 07 and 09 with Wade. Yeah, which I will take at this point because right now I have nothing. I have nothing. No wins in the playoffs. No anything. Yeah, I don't think they won a playoff game with uh, with Wade Phillips. I think they were the one. They were the one or two seed, and they lost both their playoff yeah, I think, games. I think that was the To years. Damn. So Dallas hasn't made it past the divisional round in a very long time. Tell me about it, Matt. <laughs> they lost to Brett Favre in 2010. Anything else? <laughs> this is really funny. They haven't made it to the NFC Championship game since they went to the Super Bowl in 1995. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. None of this is a surprise to me. <laughs> I just haven't looked at it like this in a while. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy you get a nice little laugh. Yeah, it's funny. Um, you know the Texans have more playoff wins than the Cowboys? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by that at all. But how many times have you been in the playoffs? Since 2002? Yeah. more. No, less times than y'all, I think. I know. It is less time. Yeah. But, but it's play- like we got to play the Raiders and Cook. We got to play the Bengals twice. We got to we beat Josh Allen. It doesn't count with Marvin Lewis. Yeah, we beat Marvin Lewis twice. We beat Connor Cook. Um, we beat Josh Allen. So we got four. <laughs> That's pretty good. We got four. That's I'm I'm happy for you, man. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, Texas can go to hell with their football teams at this point. The difference is that we play in the wild card round, whereas y'all usually, you know, end up in the divisional round right away and get blasted there. Yeah. 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 You get. You lose when your team is healthy and you're at home and the defensive side of the ball that you're playing against starts getting injured where then their best player gets out of the game and you still can't do anything because you're such total dog crap that all you want to do is choke every second you have. Yeah, we had a, a on Twitter, we had a comment from at Confused Lefty and he said, make sure to tell Taylor that, oh, let me pull up again real fast. He said, he said, mate, oh, and you should tell Taylor every Cowboys playoff is a waste of a game with the winky face. And I disagree only because every Cowboys playoff game provides us something incredibly stupid and, uh, and absurd and beautiful. And like, I love the Cowboys in the playoffs. Like the playoffs are better when the Cowboys are in it because we get something stupid. We get the funniest crying fans. We get the dumbest losses you can imagine. You get complete meltdown. Um, you get some unwatchable ESPN, you know, breakdowns on Monday too. It's the best in the Cowboys losing the postseason. I think it was hilarious. The okay, so the one thing I will say, and by the way, it is a waste of a game. At this point, the fact that I can know exactly what they're going to do, it's a waste of a game. I'll just call exactly what they're going to do, and then we'll be we'll call it a day. Because at this point, it's it's repetitive. And Matt, what's the definition? of doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, insane. Boom. That's exactly what they are. Um, for me, 
I think they do provide a hell of a lot of entertainment for everybody else, especially the crying video of all the fans. Because at the same time, what the hell were you expecting? I just think I'm numb to it at this point. I'm just uh, with the Cowboys. They just make me feel like a loser. Yeah, it is. I, my favorite part of the the Cowboys like telecast or like the Cowboys fan experience I see from the internet is when they open the doors and they all go run to the standing seats to get the best spot. And that every single game at the standing seats, there's some awful fight. Where there's there's always, a, there's just men with their butt cracks hanging out and there's like 12 of them fighting each other and there's just beer all over the floor and they're sliding everywhere and no, none of them can really hurt each other at all because they're all yep. just so drunk after running to go stand up. And I can't think of a worse thing in the world than to get standing room tickets at a Dallas Cowboys football game. I don't know what you would ever get. It's like, yeah, I'm a fan and everything, but no. How do you not? How are you comfortable in that type of situation? Because even your point, a fight's going to break out no matter what, even if it, you're not a part of the fight. It's like now it's disrupting the game. Now I got to move. What? Now I have to no. make sure that everybody around me is okay. Yeah. And so I. I would never. I'll put it this way. I don't think I would ever really go to a Dallas Cowboy playoff game, only because I know what would happen. You would end up on the television crying, and you'd be no, embarrassed. Yeah, you'd be on the television crying. No, I wouldn't. I'm not a crier. Not with this team. This team doesn't deserve my tears. I would never shed a tear for them. They've already given up. They've already taken my hopes, and then they throw them out the window. That's Why fair. do you think even this year I don't even believe in them and I kept trying to jinx them? That's exactly what I'm going to do next year. I'm not even going to pick them to do anything. That's fair. I think you you would somehow get made into a meme, though, if you went to a Dallas Cowboys playoff game. Yeah, it's because I would have, like, the death stare or something going on. Yeah, something like that. You figure it out. Um, so looking, say, here, looking here at the head coaching positions that are open, we'll start with Vegas. Right now they're currently interviewing their version of David Coley, Rich... Biaskima, Biskima. How do you say his name, Taylor? I don't know. Biskima? Biskima? It's Schema? Uh, hold on. Bisaccia? 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 Yeah. Well, they, they interviewed him, and a couple of Raiders players have come out and said like they want him to be the head coach. Have you heard his, uh, his background, his resume? No, I haven't. He's David Coley. So he was the Wayne State defensive backs coach, then the quarterbacks coach, then South Carolina until 94, and then he was at Clemson as the running backs coach until 99, went to Ole Miss until 01, then broke through in the NFL as the Buccaneers special team coordinator from 02 to 07, became assistant coach with them and from 08 until 2010 with John Gruden. Then he was at the Chargers um, as a special teams coordinator, then with Dallas, and then whenever John Groom went back to the Raiders, he hired you know Rich to be the special teams coordinator. And that's how he ended up getting the job. No head coaching experience at all. No coordinator experience at all. But, uh, but was a special teams coach and assistant coach. And John Gruden loved him back to their time in Tampa together. And he ended up becoming the head coach as a result of it. Do you think, though, that he was even remotely impressive, though, with the Raiders? I think the Raiders just won close games down into the down like at the end of the stretch. So you talk about it. they're very mediocre, you know. But that's what I mean. I don't think he's really that head coach, and I just feel like that it's going to be a type of Cleveland situation where it's like, oh yeah, we like this guy, yeah, and then just blows up in your face. I get that some players may like him, but I just don't think that he's going to be their yeah, next. Yeah, what was that Freddie Kitchen situation? 
where he took yeah, over he, for Hugh Jackson after they fired. He was like, "We love Freddie. He's the best." And we're like, "Oh, we hate Freddie. He's a dork and yeah, a doofus." <laughs> yeah. So my pick for the Raiders head coach isn't Basakia or Basikia or Basakia, whatever it is. Um, it's Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. I think he can get the Raiders all outside zone game back on track. Get David Carr throwing play action passes down the field, and like it's an offense that you know has worked, and pretty much everybody who's come from that coaching tree has had success in the NFL. Where you go from Shanahan to Shanahan, um, down to McVay and and Shanahan and Lafleur, and all these guys have come out there have been uh, successful coaches. So I think O'Connell will get a job either this year or next year. I think he makes sense as far as like what the Raiders have already in place on offense. So for me, I actually think that they would probably stick with whatever, Bissacia, whatever his name is. I like Bissacia. Ooh, that sounds Bissacia. nice. But if I'm, I'd actually go with one of two here for the Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders. And that would either be going with Byron Leftwich or Todd Bowles. I can see Leftwich Raiders. Leftwich makes sense there. I, like it's in their some, offensive line and their quarterback. The one thing that's, about the rate about that is they don't have any good vertical receivers, so they could get like you know two good vertical receivers also. And that was when Carr like had his best year, his second year in the league, when he had Cooper and Crabtree, and they pass protected for seven seconds. And he just threw sideline passes to them. Well, and I think uh, to what you just even said, it would be nice if Vegas actually did something nice for Carr, which I think what Carr would really enjoy is Byron Leftwich. Because everyone at least says that he is great with the quarterbacks and to what you even said with his offense, throwing it down the field and their quarterbacks seem to have a good time doing it. Yeah, I like that. That one makes sense. So I, I like both bars actually for this one. So next one here we have Denver. Um, I think I think enemy here would be a good fit. You know, he's from Denver and everything else. They just don't have a quarterback. And it seems like by all accounts that Bridgewater is going to leave. Drew Locke is unplayable. Maybe if they get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or whatever else, it seems like they're going to have another quarterback again next year. Uh, but they do have a good defense in place. They have, you know, Jonathan Cooper filled in for Von Miller well. They have a great secondary. Um, they already have like a 3-4 in place too. So I'm going to go top Bowles. I think he can run a high blitz defense. You, know, I think Bowles has been kind of soured upon because of his time with the Jets, but... They almost made the playoffs one year with him. Like, it wasn't entirely his fault, I think, um, with what happened with the Jets. And he had a great game plan again last week in Tampa Bay against the Eagles, too. And he's always been impressive as a coordinator. I think there's a lot of just, like, defensive talent they can come in and work in and then just add, like, you know, one or two more impact pass rushers. And then with everything in place for the offense, if you can get a good OC and find something at quarterback, you know, that's a team that it's like right on the bubble making the playoffs right now. All right. First of all, this is how you know I am not a biased fan. Matt, Denver Broncos are going to get Dan Quinn. They're going to get Dan Quinn? That's what's going to happen. They are going to hire Dan Quinn, and he is going to be the head coach. Because everything you just said, because I actually thought they would need a defensive coach too. I Because without having a quarterback, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see how an offensive mind coach in this situation yeah. – would want to come here whatsoever. And I don't even know why Denver would do something like that to somebody. But that's why. The Unle smart unless they get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson yeah. or Deshaun Watson, you know, 
if they do that, I think BNM would be perfect. Well, yeah, yeah. But if I would feel like if they get Deshaun, Brian Flores could also be a shot when it comes to the Denver Broncos then. But I'm actually going to put Dan Quinn here. I think Quinn would be their numero target. It just seems like something that Elway would do too. Yeah, I like it. Well, I don't think Elway's doing anything there anymore either. I thought he has half on. control still. No, nah, I think he made so many bad quarterback decisions that he, he, he finally gave up. He finally gave up. Um, well, the is their last guy did something well this year, right? And I think we've had the same conversation like six times the last two years. And I always look it up and go, yeah, he hasn't done much at all. Um, he, he retired into a bigger role, I guess. So now we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars, it's been the same story with them for the last three seasons. We're like, they have young talent. They have top draft picks. They have a lot of cap space. And no matter what, they always hire a head coach that doesn't work out. Um, and it becomes a mess. And they always end up being you know, really bad. This time, though, they have Trevor Lawrence. They have top draft picks. They have cap space. They have young talent. I'm going to go with Doug Peterson for them. I think Peterson can run, you know, a really effective attack, a passing attack, um, like a well, like structured offense. I think he works well with his quarterbacks typically, unless it's Carson Wentz. And like we learned the past two years, is that Wentz is unplayable, and it really isn't Doug Peterson's fault. Uh, kind of what happened there in Philadelphia too. And they just need like a kind of like an adult in the room who can kind of take over the locker room and and control it. I like the idea of Byron Leftwich too, just because of the. Like the good feelings that would you know arrive with Leftwich coming in, coaching you know his old team they used to play for. But I think Peterson just makes sense with the current offensive players they have. He likes to run a lot of crossing routes and RPOs, and with Lawrence, and he's won a Super Bowl. I think they just need somebody with with already head coach experience really badly in Jacksonville. All right, so I got a fun one here for this one too. So my fun one because I'll, I'll I'm going to give you my serious one that I my fingers are crossed, but my fun one. Wouldn't it be great if they hired John Harbaugh and they're like, all right, we screwed up with this college, with this college coach. We need to get the right one. Bring on the Michigan guy. Yeah, it'd be that, fun. That would be amazing because it's also And like, also think about how swampy Harbaugh would be in Florida. He'd be wearing khakis <laughs> and his butt will just be completely soaked. He wouldn't know what to do with himself if no khakis were allowed. If he had the no, khakis, he would wear khakis. They would just, his just whole butt would be soaked. Now you want wet butt on the sideline. I like it. I want, yeah, I want Jim Harbaugh swamp ass is what I want. All right. So now, my do you, well, well, do you remember that picture of Jim Harbaugh <laughs> in San Francisco whenever he was, it was like a playoff game, and he was wearing like four sweaters and seven pairs of pants, and he just just like the size of a snowman? I do remember that. God, that was one of the funniest things ever. Yeah, you probably don't watch. You look like Joey from Friends. I'm sure we got a lot of Friends listener here on the podcast. I think this is it. This is so funny. All right. My numero uno, though, is Kellen Moore. I would hope <sighs> Kellen Moore gets the shot here with the Jacksonville Jaguars because they would want a new offensive coordinator to send a splash. We already got the old mean man. Let's get the young gun that all the players are going to walk over. I say Kellen Moore to the Jacksonville Jags. Disgusting. I know you're just trying to make What are you talking happy. about? That's real. No, that would suck. It was like the yep. Bill O'Brien Jaguar stuff. It was like, wouldn't it be so funny if O'Brien went to Jackson? I was like, no, I like the Jags. I would just feel bad for them, you know? I feel bad for the Jags. Who feels bad for the Jags? I do. They I look- like the Jaguars. You can never feel bad for them. Oh, I do. I like the Jaguars. 
No, 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 no. All right, so Chicago, I got Bill's offensive coordinator, Brian Dable. Like, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if Justin Fields is good. I don't know if he's going to be good. I think there's a lot of questions there, but I think he's for sure a physical talent. He's a good runner. He at least tries to throw the ball downfield, even though he didn't have a lot of success with it this past season. Um, but like, he runs such a quarterback-centric offense, and he did a great job you know, teaching Josh Allen and working with Josh Allen for him to go from like fun and like exciting to watch into you know, MVP caliber quarterback. And like it's cold weather up there, and he's kind of grumpy, and I think he just fits in well with the Chicago culture too. So the Bears, I'm going Brian Dable. Man, when it comes to the Chicago Bears, I, it's going back to even with like the Denver Broncos. So to your point, who the hell do you know Like who would be wanting the Chicago Bears job? We talked about it like two podcasts ago where this is the worst job for me. I just don't know. Like I feel bad for anybody that would go here, which is why, Matt, what if it's Cully? No. He's, David <laughs> Cully's not even going to interview for another job. Okay, now you're trying to hurt feelings here. Alec, I'm telling you, he's not even going to interview for another job. I just can't buy in anybody wanting this job, which is why I'm just leaning more towards just a rookie. I, I can't see Brian Flores. Like They keep trying to put rumors out there. It has to be a first-year type of coach that would be able to take this job, not somebody that's been around the league. Cause yeah, I mean, Dable's the first. Like He hasn't been a head coach before. Then I would buy into that more than anything else. I, I think Bowles would be good here too. Bowles they, is what I like. Consider their front seven; they already have. I think Bowles would be good. Um, I don't know. I like Dable. I think Dable makes sense though. I'll pick Bowles for this one. All right. I mean, like the problem with the Bears though is that they don't have a first round pick this year. They have yeah. no cap space. They have an old team. They don't have any young talent. Um, and so it's like they're just hanging on and hoping that Fields is good this year. Because if Fields isn't good this year. Fields a screw for the rest of his rookie contract. All right, they're so gonna have to rebuild the the Bears around Fields four years into his contract and hope they can pull it off, which probably isn't gonna happen. The Chicago Bears have interviewed form, former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores and are reportedly very, very smitten. I was about to say smitten. They better not have said smitten. They said smitten. It was a quote. They said smitten. The Bears have interviewed. Brian Flores and reports are that he's they're very very horny for him. Okay, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna type that for uh, a Balra blog article and say Houston Texans coaching news: Texans interview Josh McCown and are very horny for him. Make sure you put in quotes so people know that it's an actual quote from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just the same thing as Smitten. You know, it's just a, a dirtier way to say horny or a nicer way to say horny. Yeah, I think it's a much nicer way to say horny. Yeah, it is. Uh, the Houston Texans have interviewed Josh McCown, and they want him in and around their mouth. Oh my God! I don't. Or no, I, I, mean, I meant to say, I meant to say, in and around their locker room. My mistake. I'm, you know, I've, I've been playing apples to apples too much lately. You're gonna have to put this podcast on after dark. Ooh, all right. No, enough bad jokes. Uh, Minnesota. This is where I have Dan Quinn. 4-3 defense, they need some secondary help, but they still have, like, you know, Eric Kendricks. They have Anthony Barr. 
They need they have Danelle Hunter who got hurt last year, but is a like a top five pass rusher. And I mean this all like this. I know everyone wants to blame Kirk Cousins, but Cousins was good this year. Uh, they weren't bad because of Cousins. They were bad because they lost close games and their defense had problems. You know, still back there in the secondary too. Um, but like this is a team that should make the postseason next year if they nail this head coach hire and they're able to just get some get some more cornerback talent help. And then that's really kind of it, and get like one more pass rusher. I'm gonna go with the uh, the rumor mill here because the rumor mill has two of mine that I've already listed here, so I cannot choose. I'm gonna go with a little bit of Jonathan Gannon here for this okay. position. Right. I'm gonna say that he is going to be the head coach because, to your point, they had the defense. I just I don't think you can have an offensive coordinator unless are you going to keep Kirk Cousins if you're the head coach here? I would. I mean, I would keep Kirk Cousins. Well, I know you would. He wasn't. But like I this idea that Kirk Cousins was bad. He was, and the problem is that Kirk Cousins makes thirty five million dollars. So extend Kirk Cousins, get that thing down to like twenty five million dollars. You're you're set. Keep Clint Kubiak as your offensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, I would not keep Kirk. In fact, I'd probably be moving on because you know that your quarterback is never going to win you the game. So at this point in time, I would not be resigning to Kirk Cousins for an extension to where well, I'm on. You, the- you'd extend him just to drop his cap hit down like $25 million. Kirk yeah, Cousins is a steal at $25 million if he agreed to it. I don't think he would agree to that. Maybe not. <laughs> like, I don't think he would agree right, to that. How about you trade Kirk to Denver? And then you make Clint Kubiak your head coach. You make Gary Sun the head coach. Is that what your dream is? That's pretty good. I no, like I, it. I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe, probably not, but I like it. Um, the New York Giants, it's Brian Flores. It's oh trade for Deshaun Watson. It's going to happen, Taylor. Sorry, man. Uh, the Cowboys did, are going to be screwed for the next 15 years. Did you not just read the report that the Chicago Bears are very, very smitten? I don't think you understood what smitten meant, Matt. Mint horny. So that means... That's a good point. They're not going to be getting Brian Flores. What is New York's report on Brian Flores? I guarantee it's not smitten. All right, I'm here at uh, NFLReddit.com, and I'm trying to see what they have to say here about Brian Flores to New York Giants. Um, well, they're saying that Brian Flores going to the New York Giants would be just like when Tony Stark... Um, fought Mickey Rourke in Iron Man Two and beat him, and I and Mickey Rourke in this analogy would be, um, Daniel Jones. That's what Reddit NFL says. What the and it hell? Says, I, it says I can't wait to buy my next Brian Flores Funko Pop. I'm gonna wait in line all day just to get it. He's gonna be so good here in New York. What the hell are you? What is going on? And then, and then it says here, uh, I'll be back online later. I took my VR headset on. My my wife's yoga instructor has come over to visit. That just sounds like an awesome bad Doctor Evil. No, I had a papa a doc in the neighborhood. No, I heard that somewhere. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Brian Flores, according to CBS Sports, predicts he will be the next head coach of the New York Giants. Giants head yeah. coach Dr. Brian Flores first choice report according to AM New York. Okay, well apparently Brian Flores is first you, choice for a lot of teams YouTube here, man. From microphone spelled Mike R O phone 
Deshaun Watson, all caps, wants to team up with Brian Flores. It's happening, dude. I'm sorry. Now, if anything, the Giants will want to take one of the Dallas guys if they're not taken by somebody else because that's what the Giants want to be able to do is to copy us so then they can laugh in our faces so that it would be a bigger blow. Oh, like when they brought Jason Garrett as the OC. Exactly. I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. Brian Flores, the Giants, they're going to pick 5-6, a 2023 first, and Daniel Jones for Deshaun Watson. Nope. Yeah. No, it's no, it's this. It's not going to happen. And the it's Texans gonna are going to have three top ten picks. They're going to get oh. another first-round pick, and they trade Laramie Tunsil. And their quarterback battle this this summer, Daniel Jones versus Davis Mills. Can you feel the electricity? I don't feel any type of electricity. In fact, I just don't think he's going to be hired there. So right. I'm not really bothered by it. Because right. someone else is going to snatch them before the Giants because the Giants are going to wait too long because they're stupid. No, that's not what's gonna happen. So who's your no, wrong? All right, so who's er wrong? Who's your Giants head coach? Right, and I'm gonna say <laughs> that my head coach for the Giants. You know what? I'm gonna go with Rich Bussacia for this. No, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing it. All right. Yeah, because if I have if Rich, I have left- Rich is like David Coley. If he doesn't get hired with Vegas, he's not getting interviewed for another place at all. The Giants are not going to hire a smart... Uh, it's not going to be a smart move. They're going to hire just somebody stupid. That's fair. Or no and you're just going to be like, why? And they'll be like, just wait and see. Yeah, I mean, their head coach is since... Um, what's the old, old guy's name? Coughlin. Yeah, since Coughlin. Pat <laughs> Shermer. <laughs> Pat Shermer. Ben McAdoo, And Joe Judge. There you go. That looks like a great list of head coaches right there. I still can't believe Joe Judge pulled the, yeah, my girlfriend's really hot and she goes to a different school whenever he's in that post-game conference. Players from last year, they call me all the time and say that they wish they were still with the Giants because they love playing for me. <laughs> Who's that player? Oh, don't worry. He goes to a different school now. I can't, I can't mention he plays for a different team. I, I can't do that. I can't do that now. Um, so the Houston Texans, if you read any article that's like, the ranking the best head coaching jobs, the Texans are always eighth on it. I'm going Jared Mayo. The the New England Patriots linebacker coach, former linebacker of the Patriots. I don't think Josh McDaniels is going to go anywhere. I think he's just going to wait until Bill retires and take over there. Um, Aaron Wilson wrote a really bizarre article last year out of nowhere saying Jared Mayo is a high-rising head coaching candidate when nobody thought of him at all before. And the Texans interviewed him you know, shortly after that. But they saw I go to Coley, and I think they went with Coley just because they're like, we're going to be bad, or I don't know. But then they're like, we'll sat- if we're bad this year, which we don't think we're going to be bad, but if we're bad, we can saddle all with Coley. And then uh-huh. this way, the good head coach that we want won't be- will be in a better situation the next year. And so I think Jared Mayo's been their guy for two years now. So I'm going Jared Mayo. Yeah, uh, no. I think that the Houston Texans are just, you know, just uh, a little bit against certain things, which is why I think they're going to be picking up Josh McCown as their head coach. And I'm going to be able to laugh my ass off because this is what you get. You want to laugh at Taylor and the Dallas Cowboys? Fine. Houston Texans, you deserve Josh McCown. Enjoy. I, I would love Josh McCown. I couldn't oh think of anything God. better. You're a damn liar. If they hired Josh McCown... Um, it would probably be one of the funniest things ever. 
That's why it has to happen. You have to be able to make my new year. And I think the Houston Texans are going to be able to pull this off. Well, how about they hired David Coley instead? You know, they fire yeah. David Coley. I'm like, we're sorry, David. Come on, come back. And they just fire him again next year. <laughs> that would be the best thing and the funniest thing to ever happen in our, what is it, the roller coacher. The that roller coacher. <laughs> I got written. That's what we're going to call this one, the roller coacher. The roller coacher. The roller coacher. It's good stuff. I like it. I like it. I try. Well, that's all I got here. I think we, we got a good list of coaches here. Mine were Vegas, Kevin O'Connell, you had Byron Leftwich, Denver, Todd Bowles, and then you had Dan Quinn, Jacksonville, I had Doug Peterson, you had John Harbaugh slash uh, Kellen Moore. Chicago, I had Brian Dable. You had Todd Bowles. Minnesota, I had Dan Quinn. You had Josh Ganondorf. The Giants, I had Brian Flores. You had uh, Basalcia. Houston, I had Jared Mayo. You have Josh McCown. And for Dallas, if they do fire Mike McCartney, I'm going Eric Bieniemy. And you're going Dan Quinn. Paul McCartney's going to be with me forever. He's never going to die. Yeah, well, you can't kill what's already dead, so. Hey, yeah, immortal immortal well so that's this uh this episode of the nfl head coacher we'll be back here in just a second to preview the divisional round of the nfl playoffs and i hope i hope this will be whatever i'm not coming back Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.